Father, there's really no greater words we could say back to you this morning in prayer than those that our, our hope is built only on Jesus Christ, on his blood shed for us at the cross and the righteousness that is ours on the basis of faith alone. God, you are so kind to sinners like us who do not deserve righteousness. We are sinners who have only demonstrated unrighteousness. And yet for you in such grace to declare us righteous on the basis of faith alone in Jesus is an unspeakable kindness. And we worship you and we thank you for for who you are, the kind of God you are towards us in this. And that your son would take on flesh like ours, yet without sin, and that he would shed his blood, that he would die at the cross for me, for us. Lord, that that goes beyond words. What unspeakable love for us you have in him. And therefore, today, regardless of what our lives are full of or empty of, we have hope because you are this God towards us. Help us to set our eyes squarely upon you. Help us to remember Jesus well right now in the Lord's table. And we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take our Bibles and open to Acts chapter 15, verse 7. Acts chapter 15, verse 7, as we celebrate communion or the Lord's table. If you're a regular part of Grace Bible Church, you know that each week we remember Jesus Christ in our service in this special way. We take a small piece of bread, uh, which is a cracker, or, and we take some juice, and we remember Jesus' body, and we remember Jesus' blood shed for us at the cross for forgiveness of sin. Jesus designed this remembrance very specifically for a group. Um, it's for those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ for that forgiveness of sin. It's for those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ to be saved from the wrath of God. The Lord's table is for those who believe that he died in their place. And each week we like to use God's word to guide our thinking towards Jesus, to direct our thoughts about his work at the cross for us so that we think rightly about what saving faith in him is and so that we think clearly about the sinfulness of sin. And today I would like Acts 15 verses 7 to 11 to fuel our memory this morning. Verse 7 is where we'll begin. If you remember what's going on here, the early church is undergoing an assault on the gospel. Some wanted Gentiles to add good works from Mosaic law to the gospel. These This group of some, they were not opposed to faith in Jesus to be saved, but they believed you couldn't be saved by that faith alone without doing some good works. And so these words are Peter's words in response to that false gospel. Verse 7, after there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, Brethren, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you that by my mouth that Gentiles would hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, who knows the heart, 
testified to them, giving them the Holy Spirit just as he also did to us. And he made no distinction between us Jews and them Gentiles, cleansing their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you put God to the test by placing upon the neck of the disciples a yoke which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way as they also are. I'm going to give you some simple reminders to help stir up your remembrance of Jesus and fortify your remembrance of Jesus this morning. First, in verse 7, remember that it was God's idea first that you hear the gospel and believe. This was the case for the Gentiles In the early days, as the gospel was expanding, brethren, you know that in the early days, Peter said, God made a choice among you that by my mouth the Gentiles would hear the word of the gospel and believe. Just remember God's saving heart towards sinners. God's saving motive and his saving action toward you. It's truly amazing that God would move toward you first, not in wrath, but in mercy. Remember, it was God's idea first that you hear the word of the gospel and believe. Secondly, in verse 8, remember that God gave you himself. God gave you himself. And God, who knows the heart, verse 8, testified to the Gentiles, giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he also did to us. Even though you were one of the most unholy locations on all of the planet, The spirit of holiness came to dwell in you when God saved you. It's amazing. How kind of God to not send another to you, but to send himself to dwell in you. Remember that God gave you himself, the Holy Spirit. Next, verse 9. Remember that God was not a respecter of persons when he saved you. He made, verse 9, no distinction between the Jews and the Gentiles. He cleansed both of their hearts by faith. God didn't favor those who looked more religious, the Jews. He didn't play favorites towards them over those who didn't have as much religious structure around them like Gentiles. God did instead for both the religious and the rebel what they both equally and desperately needed. He cleansed their hearts by faith, and God didn't play favorites with you because of anything you had. And he didn't ignore you because of what you didn't have. God is not a respecter of persons when he saves. Fourth, remember this. Remember that you cannot bear the awful weight of adding good works to faith to be saved. Verse 10. Why do you put God to the test by placing upon the neck of the disciples a yoke which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? That's what the Jews did. And some of us may be like the Jews in that sense. We're not opposed to believing in Jesus, but we're still far too impressed with the good that we think we can bring to his table to be saved. Listen, it has never been God's idea to save sinners from his wrath with faith and a little good works mixed in. It's never been his idea. Salvation is only by faith. So remember that you cannot bear the awful weight of adding good works to faith to be saved. And that leads us to the last reminder. Verse 11. 
remember that you were saved solely by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ when you believed. Peter says, we believe that we Jews are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way as they, the Gentiles, also are. It's unmerited favor. And that's it. Saved by grace through faith. You looked away from yourself and you entrusted yourself to Jesus Christ to be saved. So before the bread and the cup come, prayerfully remember it was God who moved toward you first in mercy to save you. Remember that God gave you himself in salvation. Remember God does not play favorites but he has only one standard in saving all sinners. And remember that adding good works to faith to be saved is an unbearable burden that no man can carry and it's a design that God never planned. And remember that you were saved solely by grace when you believed Jesus. This bread and cup is designed by Jesus for those for whom these reminders are true. So if these reminders are not true for you today, then let the bread and the cup pass you by. And, and listen carefully, listen carefully today to God's word in the songs that we sing and in the sermon. They will point you to faith in Jesus Christ. Believers, fuel your memory with the reminders from Acts 15 and examine your life prayerfully and confess your sins to God. He is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if you need help plotting out a, a path of repentance from your sin, talk to any of the elders today. Seek out your small group leader and begin that path of repentance even today and take the bread and take the cup when it comes. Men, will you please come and distribute the bread and the cup, and when you've prepared your heart, you may eat and drink on your own, and then I'll return and close our time in prayer.